Skitter. Skitter. Skitter pal meow meow. Welcome to the plug with Bushy, Sand in the Mountain Man. Welcome to the plug with Bushy, Sand in the Mountain Man. Hey, all right, everybody. Welcome to the seventh edition of the plug podcast with Bushy, Sin, and the Mountain Man. Got a great special guest lined up for you today. Sin, how you doing, man? How was your week? Oh, my week was good. Just the same old typical stuff. Sitting at home, getting ready for one of my friends from the East Coast to come out and visit and have a great show with their very special guest today. Outstanding, outstanding. Mountain Man, how the fuck has your week been? Mountain Man? Mountain Man! (laughs) Is he there again? This son of a bitch! I I tell you what, this is our seventh episode. Technically our sixth because the first one was just a 15 minute of us fucking around trying to figure out if this was going to work. And this dude ain't here again. I'm going to start calling this show The Plug with Bushy Sid and the frequent fucking flyer. Jesus Christ! (laughs) Right. Dub, I love you, but I tell you what. If I had an employee that I worked six days and he called in three of them, I'd fire him. <laughs> but seriously, uh, the Mountain Man, is, uh, his wife had a bit of a car accident this morning, so um, he's not going to be with us. However, <coughs> excuse me, this is what I'm really excited about. We do have a special guest today that's going to help us review this album because, yes, it's album review time. Lee Gersman, how are you doing? How has your week been? And thanks for being here. Wow, Lee Gersman's on. Thank you, man. And I'm excited. Hey, I'm doing pretty good, man. <laughs> that guy, that guy fucking of, rules. Had a bit of tequila, and I'm already woo. Tequila, Jesus Christ, this early? What is it? It's, it's 11 o'clock your time, ain't it? But I didn't use it for like quite a few months, so I'm making up for it now. Oh God! Oh God, dude! <laughs> I'm pretending. I'm pretending it's midnight tonight. Nice, nice. Yeah, well, by midnight you'll be pretending it's fucking puking in the toilet. I cannot drink that stuff. Oh, I had orange juice with it, so I'm a little bit San Francisco-ish. Oh, just another tequila sunrise. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, God, that song makes me want to put on a pink wig. Don't let me think about it. <laughs> oh, a pink wig. As long as you're not wearing a tutu, it won't matter much. <laughs> All right, thank you. <laughs> All right, so yeah, Lee Gersman is our special guest. Um, I call him podcast royalty. You know, he's uh, done several episodes about rock and metal. He's done several episodes about freeform. And now he's gracing us with his presence, and I really appreciate it. Oh, hey, I I really appreciate doing it, too, because you're, you know, you don't say it much, but you're pretty awesome yourself. 
and and and, and if I weren't me, I'd want to be you. <laughs> wait, wait, wait a second. If I said I was awesome all the time, people would know how truly narcissistic I really am. <laughs> well, okay. Well, well, now I know. So thumbs up, buddy. Absolutely. Now let me tell you some cool shit about Lee Gerstmann for people that are listening that are uh, not versed in everything that is the Gerst. Did you like how I did that? Love you guys. Yes, Love it. very much. Badass. Lee, Lee's a cool guy. I, I know him through the Rock and Metal Combat uh, podcast Facebook page and listen to his performances on that show. We've actually conversated on the phone a few times. Um, we had plans to meet up in New York State somewhere. Yeah. But logistics didn't work out, uh, which sucks. I think that it might. Fun. It might still one of these days work out because I'm going to be planning on moving back. I mean going back there this year if my sister gets everything all together and maybe eventually one of these days or years I might end up living in New York and if that's the case then I can definitely uh, visit you well but at least a visit right well to New well, York well here's the cool thing here is um I had no desire to go to the city so like when you were down there there was no way in hell I was going there uh, it just so happens, yeah. you know, a few months later, Thrasher Die was playing in Queens, and I was like, fuck this, I'm going. Dude, I yeah. love the city. I absolutely enjoyed it. I had a blast. So, um, if you go to be the New York area, I don't have a problem zipping down there this time. Oh, okay. Well, that I mean, I know that that it's about... The only concern my sister had was choosing Lee. You came on an airplane that was a seven hour flight and this is going to be maybe a seven hour bus trip and she said that we really would like you to see our um, place in Pennsylvania and and so it's either one or the other and I and I said okay well um, I'll do the Pennsylvania which ended up not happening because they had workers there um, dealing with the floor and all that and there was another friend of mine who lives in Kingston, and and he's someone who I know physically as a friend who moved out of California and over there. And I was going to visit him, but on the day that I was going to go, or soon before, he had issues and he had to go to the hospital to do some sort of surgery. And he was going to say, if I still make it, he might be groggy, but he could meet up. But my sister said, Lee, you know. I told her about the surgery, and she said, um, if he's going through that, the best favor you can do him is not put him through that shit. And so I said, okay. So I, I told him, and, and, well, he was thankful, but, you know, he would have wanted to see me too, but those are two people who I specifically wanted to see and couldn't. But I did have a good time. No, and, and I completely get that, because, like I said, when I was there, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And Sid is actually from New York City, originally born and bred. Yeah, yeah wow. born and bred in the Bronx. Yeah, yeah. you guys sitting there, I'm just closing my eyes and hearing you guys talking. I can I can see all the memories of home and where you guys are conversating. That's why I'm sitting here nice, peaceful, and quiet. So please, by all means, continue. <laughs> Nice, oh nice. yeah. <laughs> well, the other cool thing I wanted to say, because uh, like I said, Lee, we get a different uh, uh, different viewership. Um, Lee's the kind of guy that uh, makes homemade barbecue sauces. Um, 
Oh, yeah. And then he just posted on Facebook one day, who wants some of my sauces? Well, shit, I love fucking homemade sauces. This dude sends me packaged homemade barbecue sauces in jars wrapped with, uh, wrapped with, um, uh, not even duct tape, which would have been a lot better, but, like, masking tape. But you know what? (laughs) They got here. They got here safely, and they were delicious. I actually went through most of one. I'm about halfway through the other. So I really enjoy them. It's, it's good. It's good, it's good to keep it because because when you're done, there's no more lead left. <laughs> I know, right? Well, look, I still have the yeah. book he sent me. He sent me a manuscript, a copy of one of his books he wrote. And then the other yeah. day, I just received a, a, a CD of Mr. Lee Gerstmann's music. That's right, Lee Gerstmann, yeah. 22 songs. <laughs> I, I fucking love it. I think yeah. it's... Um, it's definitely an acquired taste for some people if they don't understand the brilliance that is Lee. <laughs> it's, it's I don't think you need brilliance to understand it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, but if you're juvenile enough to understand <laughs> Thank you, thank you. You know, I like The Cure, so I don't understand how I can like that if you're saying that, because I don't think The Cure is juvenile music. <laughs> Well, um, maybe I was just you know when I heard them, but they weren't you know. No, no, I, I no, but but no, I, 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 I'm, I'm really into the Cure. Yeah, I, nope. I dig them a lot too. I actually guessed it on the rock and metal. Uh, uh, we um, reviewed the Cure pornography, and it, you can almost hear Ralph squirming in his chair. It was a beautiful thing. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it so much. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, sometimes I wonder with some of the some of the great stuff he likes, why is it that he can't like some of the other great stuff? But then again, we can't all like great stuff. That's true. That's true. I mean, I like Vanilla Ice, so what do I know? Yeah, oh, I'm one. I'm, I I I don't like that great stuff, but it's great stuff. <laughs> All right. Well, I like this. I like Lee's like fuck. Lee's like fuck that shit. It's like I like to sound my own voice. It might not be great stuff, but I think it's great stuff. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, right. right. I I, I thoroughly enjoy it. So, uh, Lee, how has your week been, brother? Oh, um, my my week's been. I've been well. I've been trying to do more writing. I didn't really do a lot of it, but I was listening to a lot of music, and I was um, I was posting stuff on Facebook. I'm in the process now of I was getting angry because I didn't have too many listeners of my YouTube page, so I made a, a video of saying soon I'm going to make most of my videos unlisted unless you post like give a like and give a comment as to which one you want and i said time's wasting get to work and that actually got two likes nice nice within about a you know and then um i've had some good luck since then but the truth is i diversify a bit too much and so i've been trying to think I want to shape the listeners to know what I'm doing. So there's some videos that some women have danced to my songs and done little videos for me and stuff. I want to promote them and I want to take away the videos or unlisted of my when I'm looking like a freaking weirdo just like <laughs> like crawling out of the sewer 
because that totally contradicts from when I'm looking really handsome and I'm looking really sharp. People might go, what the hell? You know? And this way, I don't want to diversify that much. I don't want to look like my own bad twin brother. So I, I want to I, I wanna put myself, as weird as I am, I want to put myself in the best foot. So, so if people want to see certain reviews or certain things, they're going to have to ask me and then I can give them the link. That way it's more participation. Sure, sure. But you of know, course, you want the participation. Of course, they're probably not, yeah, they're probably not even going to pay attention. But anyway, oh, I, I, I pay attention. And uh, if you want participation. Yeah, you do. And you're good. You're good. What you could do is. Give me the phone numbers to these hotties that are dancing and shaking your head. How the fuck is Lee Gersman meeting all these little hotties that are willing to do things on camera for him? Don't lie. You're a step away from a weird daddy granddaddy porn, aren't you? Don't lie. I'll, I'll stand and not lie. I'll stand up and not lie. Wow. Well, maybe not. Maybe not granddaddy, but grand... Well, just like when they asked Truman Capote in an interview, are you drinking? He went, you mean as in very little? When you ask me about porn, I'll say you mean as in very little. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about you getting these hot young women on camera doing your bidding. How the hell does that work out? Um, you mean it doesn't work where you are? Huh, weird. Uh, hey, hey, Lee, I'm in Vegas and that shit hasn't worked for me either, so please, brother. <laughs> the, I don't want to give away my secrets. There, but I'll just say that... Dude, the, you got tips. There, you don't got to give secrets. Tips, like, you know, maybe like advice and not give it all the way type no, that, shit. What this is, this uh, is the makings of a Lee Gersman on his deathbed tell-all book. 40 years from now. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll just say I'm um, pretty much when I was doing pictures with the ladies and stuff, I just pretty much put out there that I'm doing a story and stuff. And, and if you're willing to do pictures with me shaking my hand, I'll give you some of my poetry. And if you're willing to tuck in your shirt and stuff, I give you like 5 or $10 or some. And, and, and some of them are like, hell yeah. Right. You know? And and and, and 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 it just come accumulated. It's like record collecting. You know, you can't get enough, and so you keep doing it and doing it. Oh yeah. If, if you and, go to collect and, and something, so, sexy women is not a bad thing to collect. Uh, no, yeah. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then the women who do the videos for me, like like there's a couple, like one who did the dancing. She likes to do the dance. You know, and, and she also appreciates it and stuff. And and then there's another lady um, who does some videos. She's kind of got a busy schedule, so she's not able to do it as much, but she really likes them. And she liked the story that I wrote, which is going to have her picture. And then she was like, wow, right on. So she's pretty cool. But she's done a couple of videos of... Um, where she's wearing a tucked-in sweatshirt and she's trying to figure out how to take it off and she doesn't realize that all you have to do is pull it out. So she's like freaking out trying to figure out how to take off the sweatshirt. I saw that video. And, and, and she's saying, oh, oh, you saw it. 
nobody hardly ever even responds to it. I've been trying to fucking promote that shit, and then people are probably like, what the hell, we don't want to, you know, we're married, we don't want to talk about this, or whatever the hell they Yeah, yeah I, I think but, it's, uh, because even I'm bad about, um, you know, forgetting to like it, things like that, but you can bet I'm watching, no problem. I'm always watching, and, uh, but when oh, I make the porn joke, let your lady friends know it's strictly yeah. a joke. Strictly a joke. But no, seriously, um, well, I'm only 42 years I'm old. I'm sure they know. aren't. I'm sure they aren't going to be watching the Ouch! Show, so Ouch! I don't even have to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> Outstanding. No, they don't. No, no, they don't care. No, they. Don't care. Nice. Well, they're from I, California. I, I, Why would they care what anybody says? <laughs> oh right. So, uh, 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 and th- thanks, Lee, for all that. I, I appreciate that. Uh, my week, what was great work? Um, uh, what was the last? It was last week Memorial Day. I, I, man, I can't fucking remember. Last week was a good week. Uh, Friday, I had a machine shut down, so I had a bunch of extra guys that I don't normally have. You know, so we got a whole bunch of shit done in the factory. And uh, I knew the night foreman was going to be able to get a bunch of his guys to get a whole bunch of shit done in the factory. So I made a bad choice that turned out to be a great choice that turned out to be a bad choice. I decided to go out and see one of my uh, one of my favorite, you know, they're not unsigned, they're with pavement records now uh, for uh, promotion and distribution. But um, I went out to see Caustic Method and I send those Caustic Methods. I feature them on my show an awful lot. And I just, I haven't been able to go see them because when they come to Watertown, New York, it's always on a Friday night. I've got to be up at 4 a.m. on Saturday morning. This time I was like, you know what? It's going to be such an easy day. I'm going to do it. So I went out. I had an absolute blast. The problem is I didn't go to bed till 3. I was back up at 4.30. <laughs> so I had a struggle of a day. And, you know, I ended up sleeping 12 solid hours Saturday night, so which was a great thing. The thing that's bad is that I uh, I had to hear this news that Adam West died, 88 years old, after a short battle with leukemia. And uh, now I wasn't around in the 60s, obviously. I was born in 75. But I vividly remember watching the Batman rerun because my dad was very adamant about me watching all that old TV that yo know, he watched you know so batman the green hornet things of that nature and i loved the episode where you know batman and robin are climbing up the side of the building and the green hornet and kato kind of poked their head out i was a huge fan of adam west batman a lot of the younger guys you only gonna know him as mayor west of quahog for family guy for his voice acting but i followed him on twitter i followed him on facebook I honestly didn't know he was sick. I literally just watched the Batman movie from 60, what, 67, 68, 69, whenever it was, two weeks ago. So it was, it, it was a, a shock to my heart, even though 88's a good age, it's a good age to go. It was sad for me to hear that Adam West had passed. And then when you see what uh, you know his castmates were saying, like Burt Ward, who played Robin in that uh, TV show, and that ran from 1966 to 1968, he calls Adam West the Bright Knight because it was a campy show. It was very hokey, very in line with what the comic books were uh, at the time. And even Julie Newmar, who played Catwoman, she was not the only Catwoman in those two, two three years it ran, but she called him stellar exemplar 
a king to the end. I think it's a huge, huge shock to the uh, entertainment world. It's, it, it, if it's not a shock, it's definitely a great loss. What do you guys say? I think personally it's a great loss, man. Like, I I remember reruns still running roughly in about 83, so I actually started watching the Batman shows courtesy of reruns. And to me, watching all the Batmans from the Adam West days to the Christian Bale days, Adam West by hands far down, man, the best Batman at all, out of all of them. I think just because of quirkiness, the, the TV show, in my opinion, it looked more like a comic book. Like, we, we were watching a comic book called, like, with the whams and the bams and the owls when they used to pop up on the screen. Yes, that was, that's what made the show to me as a little kid, <laughs> man. What about you, Lee? Oh, yeah, well, um, to me, when I was um, watching shows, a lot of the shows I watched, like, I don't know if you ever heard of Ultraman or... Or look up Ultraman. It, 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 it was. It, that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> yeah, he knows but, we haven't heard uh, of that shit. They, <laughs> they, they, right. they, they were like superhero stuff, and I used to watch cartoons like Underdog and all that. But occasionally I would watch Batman. It wasn't what I usually watched, but when I watched it, I actually thought that Batman looked cool, and I, I didn't even. I mean, I knew it was Adam West, but I didn't even associate it with a person. I just saw that it was Batman, and um, I was like maybe five or six when... Actually, I was about three in 1967. Two, actually. But, um, yeah, um, then when I, um, you know, heard about all these other actors and performance people dying within the last couple of years. That that in itself is very disturbing. But um, Adam West has always been like a very nice guy. You know, a lot of people really liked him and, and I saw like interviews with him on YouTube and stuff. And I always thought he was cool and to me he seemed like he wasn't someone who's going to die. In fact, I, I would have thought he was 60 from his physical way that he was. But, yeah, I'm not happy about it. And um, I'm going to watch some more Batman myself because that's, that stuff is cool. And I do prefer the old original stuff um, instead of the remakes and stuff. But nothing against them. But yeah, I, I, I do like like that old original TV series kind of stuff, and I should watch some more um, Batman. Well, it was it was a lot of fun. It's very very campy. Uh, it it's it kind of represents everything that uh, the the late sixties were, and I think that's why it you know the 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 TV show went the way it did. They tried to recapture you know the Batman comics from. You'll say the late 50s to early 60s, before the whole Vietnam thing, because we all know that the country was in a turmoil at that time. It was a release. It was fun. It was hokey. It was very bright as far as all the colors and stuff goes. Gotham City, for fuck's sake, looked like California. You could tell they were in Southern California. Where Gotham, to me, in my mind, when I envision Gotham City as a very dark, dreary place, 
It's New York, you know, Metropolis and the Superman stuff. It's New York. That's what they're trying to mimic. They took a very different angle yeah. uh, when they did that show in the 60s. And uh, Adam West, I mean, he, he's, he cracked me up because he's kind of like the William Shatner in the Batman world, you know, the way he just kind of spoke and the way he, you know, his mannerisms and everything. And then just the, you know, the yeah. stupid things they were they were saying. Everything was a bat something, you know. I, I'm surprised you never saw the episode that said, ah, Catwoman said, let me get a fat blowjob. Ah, you know, rest rest in peace, Adam West. <laughs> God damn it, we love you. And um, that that's a big shock. And for all you younger guys, yeah, the mayor of Cohog is going to be appearing on Family Guy anymore. Oh, and, uh, I, I like Family Guy, but I've known Wes a lot longer than that. Now, uh, we want to switch to politics, because I love to talk politics. Um, former director of the FBI, uh, Jim Comey, testified. And uh, this, depending on which news you watch or how your mind works, it goes either way. Someone like me says, yay, President Trump has finally been vindicated. And I say that because even Chris Matthews, uh, uh, is he on CNN or MSNBC? I can't remember. But even he finally had to admit that this Russian collusion thing is total bullshit. Uh, Comey testified that uh, he was uncomfortable. He felt weird. He was a little queasy about things. But he said that, uh, A, Mr. Trump was never under investigation, so that's what we know, okay? Donald Trump's not under any, uh, any investigation. Uh, we know there's no collusion with Russia of any kind. And we know that uh, 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 Loretta Lynch, who was a former attorney general, uh, directed Mr. Comey to not refer to that investigation as an investigation um, into Hillary Clinton and her evil. It was... He was, he was directed to call it a matter, not an investigation, a matter. So my question is, has, has, has President Trump been a little vindicated and at least we can start moving forward with a damn agenda and stop all the conspiracy theories? Or is uh, Director Comey all of a sudden this big hero? Because now all of a sudden the, uh, the left is liking Director Comey when they hated him when he was doing this... Uh, Hillary Clinton investigation. I've never been so confused by the left's take on things. But, but what's your guys' take on all this? Um, all right. Oh, Lee, go you go. No, you know what? Lee, okay. you go first this time. Yep. Yeah. Like, first of all, I will say most media sucks. I find that when I see or hear news reports, a lot of it is without getting into further details because that would be a whole other podcast right. on its own. <laughs> they like to bias and slap yes. things. But I would say the main thing, even though I didn't vote for Trump, um, I, I was not as sad about him winning as I was with Reagan. But what I'm going to say is, regardless of how you feel about him personally or about how he was before he was president, the thing is, once someone is president, if you're going to slam him or going to knock him down, at least wait a while to see what the guy can do. All people have done is just keep talking about him as if he's done something real bad, but we haven't yet 
let him just be true present. story. He's not even and that's 200 the thing. days in yet. It's it's like this is this is this is like all I see is tons and tons of things about opinions. I I want I really would want people to shut up right now, clear the way, and let him do something. And then, regardless of what it is, you know, then you can comment. But, like, if, let's say, I was asked to do a job, and then someone said, Come on, you gotta do the job, come on, do it, or else you're gonna be like, I'd finally be, shut the fuck up! No, I could never be president, I will snap a hundred times a day. And, 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 regardless of how cool or calm he is under it, uh, I'm sure that even he would admit to himself, even if not out loud, that it would probably be better for him to be able to do something without a bunch of claptrap bothering And so, you know, as far as I'm concerned, it's, I'm like, let him do something. And... Like, I don't necessarily think that he's a bad president. I don't know what kind of president he is yet. I have yet to see. But I am not at all against him as president, or at least not as much as I would have been against some other people. But I honestly think people just generally like to talk shit. And so I don't... I. I when, when they say, call me, or when they say, I mean, I'm really looking forward to when Kavafi gets um, in office, you know? Because he's going to be really, re- really great. Because people love Kavafi, and I had never I know, and you know how great that a, is? I thought he was a, a Polish um, um, piano player of progressive rock. I wanted to find Kavofi's album, and I couldn't <laughs> find it, so as far as I'm concerned, fuck all that That's shit. awesome. You know? Thank you so much for bringing that up, because that's that's what I like about Donald Trump, is he kind of sometimes forgets he's the president, and because he gets so pissed off, that's where you can see the real Donald Trump out there fucking with people. He's like, okay, you guys want to report on every little thing I tweet? So he fucking tweets this thing and everyone thinks it's a typo like he's falling asleep at his computer or something no it's actually an islamic phrase i wish i could remember what it meant something to the effect of uh, we stand strong you know because you can look kofefe is actually an islamic term it's a beautiful thing i thought it was absolutely hilarious yeah. oh wow <laughs> oh that, that dude how many days did the news run with that <laughs> awesome. After the second, after the second day, I had my pearl of kavafi, so I had to stop. I like my kavafi with a, uh, you know, sugar and cream. So, Sid, what do you think about this whole yeah. thing? Man, I, I'm just happy I finally have somebody that agrees with me, man. I've been saying this all along. I also did not vote for Trump. I'm also going to confess I didn't keep up with the whole Comey Trump thing. But I agree, and I've been saying it for a couple episodes now. America voted Donald Trump in. They knew for a damn fact he was a man who has never fought in any war. 
and uh, had no political history to even remotely run for president, and yet pulls out the biggest upset in American history for a president. Let the man do his job. Lee Gershman said it best, dude. And I've been like, I've been saying it. We voted him in, let him do his job, and fucking three and what, almost a half years now away, vote him out if he failed. That's all you gotta do. Give him his four years. Respect that. Story, true story. Yeah. All right, now, the only other thing I have to really talk about before we get into this great album review is that uh, I want to pay respects. I'm a veteran, and this always touches my heart. We did just lose uh, three U.S. soldiers on this Saturday. They were killed. Taliban claiming responsibility because they infiltrated the Afghan army. And people get pissed off because Trump wants to extreme vet. They didn't extreme vet this guy well enough. Uh, So we're going to send our thoughts out to this family of uh, Sergeant Eric Houck, 25 years old from Baltimore, Maryland. Sergeant William Bays, 29, from Barstow, California. And Corporal Dylan Baldridge, he was 22 years old, from Youngsville, North Carolina. They were killed in the Pika Valley in the uh, Najahar province in Afghanistan on Saturday by a Taliban infiltrator into the Afghan army. Sad, sad day. I, I, I hate hearing about our service members dying, but that's personal for me. Yeah. Yeah. So we invited Mr. Lee on because we're doing an album review. Um, and Lee, this is not something we do. Uh, we decided we would do one of these every once in a while. Um, we've done what? This is our seventh episode. Decided decided it was this, time. This is our second. It's our second review. Our okay. seventh episode. Um, we we like, I, I personally call it the menstrual cycle it's weird like i i yeah. do it as a one month thing Yo, see here, here we know. go again that's why why, I why do i so. let you talk with your <laughs> menstrual cycle speak what is wrong with you <laughs> here here let me hit the chest hanger <laughs> metal cycle <laughs> metal cycle is better anything anything i'm on my metal i'm pregnant with my metal cycle we're going to be reviewing what I call a classic album. It's the uh, Rolling Stones 1989 album, Steel Wheels. But before we get into that, I've been told we have a special treat. Lee Gersman is going to hit us yeah. with an original. Give it to me. Okay, give me a quick second here, and I'll put my phone... Where you oh, can yeah, all hear. You can, because I, that'll okay. always take me forever to edit out. Alright, one moment. <laughs> okay. This is going to be fantastic. This song is... I have to put my headphones on again, so they, they came off. So, just to find out if you... Alright. Nothing. Yes, can yes, you, you hear me? Hear Nothing but professionalism right. at the plug. Okay, 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 I'll, alright. Wait a minute. Yes, sir. Can you hear that? Yep. Okay. This is going to be a song. Give me a moment. Oh, where's my, I have to get my, oh wait, my notebook. Okay. Here's a song called Just a Bit Curious. Nice, Lee Gersman original. One. 
two. Alright. trash instead of your pen <laughs> this was 10 years ago it won't really matter but please answer my question my mind is in tatters did you put salt on your steak or ham it might seem trivial, but I'm a weird man. Did you use scissors to trim your beard? A fart in your face, as you have feared. Wrong. the toy or did it go far <laughs> do you like lemon squeezed in your tea please answer the question don't ignore me I'll continue to talk if you don't mind your attitude puts me in quite a bind. <laughs> I know of one way I'll be put at ease. Let me hug you tight until you can't breathe. <laughs> what the fuck is that trial? That's fucking shit. He won't fucking plug his mic in. I've texted him twice. <laughs> That's fucking weird. I, 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 I'm like, nobody ever stops my song. Even Ralph and Ian would sing, okay, thank you, Lee, thank you, Lee, and I never stop. But that trial made me want to punch <laughs> Mr. Trial out. Sorry, sorry. It's in there. That's... It's okay. I, I have my phone shut off, too, because I don't want it bothering, because I, I used to get people calling me, too, oh. doing stuff, so sorry about but that. It, but it worked with with the with the song. It's like every single weird thing the guy in the song says, the other guy answers trial. Trial. Oh, you know what? I warned you about that fucking mic, goddammit. I know, I know. I'm trying to hold it, dude. But see, then I gotta sit like a different way now and just. I, I don't care up. about your comfort. I care about this show, you asshole. Right. Uh, anyway, Lee, that was fucking great. I I. I, I always Thank enjoy you, it. Oh my god, that's so fucking funny. Right I, I want that on fucking uh, 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 CD as well. Oh well, I'll all right. I'll have to remember how to do it. 
just just download this podcast and record it. You'll have the trial in there. <laughs> that's that's I, I, I can call it Leaguer's yeah. trial. That's the name of the group. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so <laughs> Sid's trying to fuck the show up, but we're going to jump into this album review. We're talking about uh, the Rolling Stones, what I call a classic. Well, it's 1989, and fuck, that was a long time ago. I was a freshman in high school. The 19th British studio release, the 21st American studio release, Steel Wheels Rolling Stones, are most notable for uh, patching up the Mick Jagger-Keith Richards relationship. Uh, also notable is it was uh, Bill Wyman's final full-length album, uh, with the Stones, and it was kind of heralded as a comeback. I actually happen to agree. Um, Lee, uh, what's your memories of this album? Oh. How'd you get to the Stones? I'm sure you got into the Stones when you were itty bitty. Um, in fact, well, not that I lived with my birth parents. I lived with the Gersmans, but my birth mom, who um, visited me sometimes, she told me I was the one turned her onto the stone she hadn't heard of him before oh, wow. and i was two and i was two so yeah I, I i listened to ruby tuesday and i used to listen to um well let's spend the night together they they were they were one of my favorite bands i had the album flowers i had got live if you want it i was pretty much a stones fan for um still am and um I had a lot of their albums, and so yeah, um, for me, the Stones are really cool. I will say really quickly that that one guy who was a janitor at the hotel where I lived in, he was cousins with um, Lenny Williams from Tower of Power, the the singer, and he also played in a band for the Oakland Raiders, um, and 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 and, and um, guitars, and and sometimes I would play keyboard and. And and he and and we would do a jam and stuff because he would open up the room of the hotel where the the um, piano is and and be like shh don't let anybody know but but we, we would do it you know I mean um, and um and so one weekend my my friend um, calls me and wants me to come and um, see him and 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 I didn't really want to go but uh, he had. He was with my old housemate, who was a cool guy, and I had a Harley scene, so I went over there. But I found out that when I went there um, later, my my friend, who's a janitor, said, "Lee, um, where were you on Saturday?" And I said, um, "With my friend, how come?" When I I tried to contact you, because I've been wearing a Rolling Stones Voodoo Lounge shirt all week, and so he knew I was into the Stones. He went, "I was doing janitor work at the Henry Kaiser Center." And um, you could have seen the group playing, you know, meet them. I went, who? He went, the Rolling oh, Stones. Yeah. I was like, yeah, fuck! Real. I was like, you know, I, 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 I it, so I actually, uh, even though my friend wasn't to blame, I kind of, for a couple of months, really kind of gave him the evil eye, like, you fucked it up. You yeah, know? For <laughs> real. And, Holy and shit. Kind, 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 kind of melted like, like the Wicked Witch melts the... Um, shoes or whatever, but in, anyway, yeah, it's like, so I, I was kind of pissed off, but I, I would have loved to meet um, the Rolling Stones, especially Mick and Real. Keith, 
real. That's that's an awesome story. Sin, I don't I don't even know yeah. if you're a, a Stones fan, man. How do you know the Stones? What did you get into them? What? Uh, I, I'm not really particularly a hardcore Stones fan, which is going to be hard for me to do this with you. I, I did take notes as an outsider um, listening to my first Stones album, technically. I know they got, this is what, like their 21st yeah. album, I guess, when it came out. This is the actual full first time I've actually listened from beginning to end. I've usually watched Stones, it'd be like, I call it the movie Stones. I've seen it like in Full Metal Jacket and a few movies from back in the early 70s, mid, not early 70s, but yeah, early 70s to early 80s, pretty much. And I was like five and six when I first heard Painted Black from my dad playing on the record player. Other than that, I don't know really any of the songs. I was too young at the time to be a true, true hardcore Stones fan. But kudos to you for knowing that song. Not yeah. even a lot of people know that. I, I love that. It's a great war song, man. Painted Black to me is a great war song. I mean, my father was in the Vietnam War. I mean, not to get off the subject or nothing. So when I watched Full Metal Jacket, I kind of tried to look at that video as damn, did my dad go through some shit like this in Vietnam too? So. I never got the conversation with my father before he passed, man. I really wish I knew. He lied to me and told me he was a water boy. And I had to call Bushy on this and ask him, Bushy, you remember I called you a couple of times asking what an SP4 was? So, yeah, that's what my father represented for our great country. And to be honest with you, they... His medical records said that there was part of Agent Orange. I don't blame our government, man. He was just at the wrong place at the wrong time. That's all I can say. He oh, fought well. That, and that's all that matters. And we obviously thank your father for his service. This, al- this album, this album, my father was a Stones fan. So in in a way, I'm honored and privileged to be doing this with you two guys. So right on. Yeah, well, uh, the, no, that that's great. Uh, I'm, I'm actually glad you had to listen to a Stones album in its entirety. Now I wish we'd have done Goat's Head fucking Soup. <laughs> because that's my favorite Stones album. But uh, yeah, I was I was a Stones fan from a little guy. My dad was a Rolling Stones fan. Um, excuse me. Um, he actually dug the Stones more than the Beatles. Um, and because of that today, I actually do the same thing. I think the Stones are the better band. Although, in hindsight, I listened to the Beatles and I realized, okay, maybe the Beatles were the greatest band ever. Even though they're not my favorite, I could give that. That, you know those props. I still think that the uh, Stones, which still isn't my favorite band, although they are definitely up there, they're definitely the greatest rock and roll band ever. And um, I grew up with, uh, it, yeah, I heard it all. If it was a Rolling Stones song, it was constantly played. Um, all that, what, was it, 66, 69 to 74, somewhere in that area. It was always Stones. My dad played Goat's Head Soup a lot. Um, he also had the uh, the Greatest Hits album, and that was a double record, man. And I've got that same record sitting here. You know, it's beautiful, beautiful, good British rock and roll. I, what I loved about the Stones over the Beatles was the Stones have my heart because they are a blues-based band. And uh, you go hear it a lot throughout this review that I have. This was a fucking return to form for the Rolling Stones, because, man, those, those early, mid-80s, they got weird, and then 
you know, the Stones broke up. Mick Jagger was doing his own thing, and Keith Richards was doing his own thing, and this was the comeback album. It was a huge world tour. It was the biggest tour they had ever done up to that point. Great, great album. Uh, I, I can't wait to delve into this fucking album. So, uh, Lee, you are the special guest. Let's put this bitch on the old turntable. Drop the needle. Give me some sad, sad, sad. Okay, well, I don't know why they call it that when it's more rad, rad, rad. Well, it's not my first favorite, but it's among my top second favorites of the Stones. Of the whole Stones? That's awesome. Well, yeah. It's like, um... It is a good song, but when it comes to first songs, it's probably not one of the very best first songs. But I would say, um, in my opinion, if in the 60s with Brian Jones, their best album was Beggar's Banquet, and with Mick Taylor, their best album was Let It Bleed, I really have to say that with Ron Wood, Steel Wheels is their best album. I have a hard time arguing with anything you just said. Sid, what is up? What do you think of sad, sad, sad? Uh, again, like I said, this is the first Stones album I've actually listened from track one to the last track. I know a few Stones songs. I can tell you right now, in my opinion, this is the Stones I remember because of Satisfaction. I've heard Satisfaction as being one of their more upbeat rock songs. When I heard this, I was like... Okay, that's kind of like satisfaction a little bit, and I think uh, literally it's there. Like, it, it cracks me up because he's sitting there saying sad, 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 but yet there's nothing sad about this song. To me, it's a good vibe. Um, I enjoyed myself in a few beers listening to it. So, I mean, over and all, for my first full Stones album I'm doing, I was digging this song. Nice, nice. Yeah, I think this is a uh, great opening track. Uh, from that opening chord, you know going to be a great album because it has that great classic stone sound lyrics for me are kind of strange because i haven't been able to figure out what the fuck mick jagger's talking about i love that little horn part in the middle the guitar solo riffs i think it's a solid solid opening track uh then we're going to move on to track two mixed emotions sid what do you got I, I just love the title of this song, man, Mixed Emotions. The amount of shit that I've gone through this last week, I really kind of, like, was happy when I heard this song. It was uh, very uplifting for me. Uh, like I said, it's kind of... It's weird because, to me, it has almost like a small ballad feeling, just like he, when he's singing Mixed Emotions. Just the music in the background kind of sounds like it goes off rocker. I, I can't pick it up what it is, but... It fits with the song, man. Like, this part here that I'm listening to as I'm listening to in the background, I'm listening to this, and I'm like, man, it's just like, I feel like I'm on a Harley Davidson riding, dude, somewhere out in the desert on this winding road. It's just a great, great rolling song, man. Lee, what about you? Oh, one of my favorite Ron Wood Aristone songs ever. This should have been the first song, and Sad, Sad, Sad Second. But that's fine. I'm really into it. I heard the song when I heard them on MTV, and I was like, wow, they're back. 
a lot of people thought Tattoo U was the album where they were back, but that was kind of so, but this was like, no, they are back. Oh, yeah, and I couldn't agree with you more. This was, uh, 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 Lee, this was the first single off the album. I absolutely love this tune. It got constant radio play, so it's impossible to not hear. Uh, it's mostly written by Keith Richards, and that's both the music and the lyrics. And uh, what wasn't written lyrically was filled in by Jagger in the fucking studio. I like that it sounds, you know, like a makeup song. Uh, and I think that's a strong reference to, you know, Mick Jagger and Keith Richards kind of finally working their shit out because the Stones were basically done for a little bit. It says, uh, you know, let's put this shit behind us and let's take over the world. I think it's classic Stones feel. It's a great return to form. I absolutely love it. And then uh, from there we move on to Terrifying, which was the fourth single. Um, it's an interesting intro, kind of jazzy, but still obviously stone sounding. Uh, for me, it's strange lyrics. I'm not sure about the animal references. And then strange, strange, strange desires. I mean, is this about bestiality? I mean, I did the tune. I love the guitar solo, but man, those lyrics are out there. I'm not going to go fuck a sheep just because Mick Jagger tells me to. What do you think, Lee? Well, um, this is probably one of the very best songs on here. It has a totally different kind of beat to it, but if you really think about it musically, it has a lot about it, which is like my songs, you know, if, 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 if you hear some of my music. But um, it also sounds a little bit like Brian Ferry and Roxy Music, especially with the marimba and the saxophone. And it's not quite a Stones song, it's more of like another group's song in that sense, but it works. And um, when I used to make recordings, mixtapes, I used to put this song on the mixtapes because I was always in the stuff with the upper beat and it's sort of like it just continues the good flow of the album. Wow, wow, yeah, because uh, well, yeah, when you compare it to your beat, I totally get what you're saying because for me it's out there as a Stones tune. It was strange. I don't understand the animal references. That's what I have to struggle with. Uh, Sin, what do you think? Man, yeah, this is definitely not typical Rolling Stones. I was te- definitely terrified when I heard this because I'm like, I had to look back at my phone. I'm like, am I still listening to the fucking Stones? I was <laughs> terrified in a bad way. But I was like, I was like, dude, this kind of brings me. I feel when I listen to this song, I'm living, I'm reliving the era in the '70s, even though this album was made in '89. This has such a, a funk disco beat to me. I mean, I don't know if I want to say disco because I really can't stand disco. I hear disco and it's fucking beaches is all I've ever heard. But I picture this with what the 70s was like through the Rolling Stones. I think this is a fantastic song. Threw me completely off of the album because like I, I was thinking, okay, this is going to be an upbeat rock album. I was like, okay, cool. And then here comes Seraphine with this funk slash disco jazz groovy fucking beat, dude. Like, I see people ring bell bottoms and shit, dude. It's such a... Oh, man, I'm sorry. It's such a great song. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I'm well, that's awesome. Yeah, I was way off the mark there, obviously. <laughs> uh, 
We're gonna go back to Lee for hold on to your hat. Okay. Well, I don't want to hold on to my hat, but I'll talk about the song. This, to me, is like the perfect combining of mid-70s stone style and late 80s. It's a jumpy piece that makes me realize they look like fossils, but they still have pep in their step. If only I could be as peppy as them and look better at their age. <laughs> yes, what do you got, Sid? I uh, just need this one right here. This is like, I'm telling you, this is Stones I've heard right here, man. Like growing up and my dad putting it on the records. I just didn't never know the titles. But it's, I just love the edgy, rocky feeling that, that this song here has like a, like it feels like it's almost pushing like a borderline type, you know, like edgy rock feeling, I guess is what I'm trying to say. It's definitely Stones I was discussing the hearing. I think lyrically it's fantastic, musically, awesome. So that's just my opinion on it. I, did, I don't know how I have much to say. Other than I don't want to hold my hat either because I technically is funny. Mm. So. I will hold my fucking hat because this is my favorite song on the entire album. I love that opening riff. I love that little guitar solo. Then Nick comes in just shoving those lyrics down your fucking throat. This sounds like he's having the most epic breakup with a woman ever. Just listen to that lyric. Hold on to your heart, hold on to your hat, don't give me no shit, don't give me no crap. That's fucking killer. And then he says, uh, uh, I've had it up to here with your yakety yak. Brilliant. It's driving. Great guitar solo. God damn, this song fucking rips. Yep. Favorite track on the goddamn album and one of my all-time favorite Rolling Stones songs in general. Love that shit. Hearts for Sale. Sid. I don't know, man. This mm, this track was weird. One of these off the wall ones, like terrifying. I'm like, man, are we? It went from like I'm going back into rock, back into this other thing again that the Stones is trying to do. And it's like I said, this is a different side of Stones that I've never had. Um, I actually found it kind of like hard to get into. I don't know if it was this bad time of day when I was listening to the song, and it's like, oh no. I mean. If, if they were trying to do something different here, they pulled it off. I mean, they're, they're the fucking Rolling Stones, dude. I mean, regardless if I like it or not, dude. I mean, it's a great song, dude. Either way, dude. I just, I can't understand it. Lee, what do you got? Well, it's a little moody and a little bit different. And sounds kind of like Dire Straits. It works. I'm thinking Mark Knopfler would do this song. You know, if, if you think about it, um, not that... I don't know if you've heard much of well, Dire Straits, but it sounds almost like Mick Jagger and Mark Knopfler went, shh, um, you helped me out in this particular deal. Here's a song, you give me a song, we switch. And then they, they walk away quick. Nice. Kind of like that. You know, it, and it's funny, I never made that Dire Straits connection, but um, thinking back on it, you're really right, because it, it, it's... Uh, for me, it's got a very bluesy intro, which was very indicative of Dire Straits. It's a sleazy-feeling song, which really makes sense because the song's basically about being on the fucking prowl. He's talking about looking for that one-night yeah. stand, you know, that kind of wild, unbridled fucking, uh-huh. I don't give a shit, I'm going to slam your face into the pillow while your ass is up in the air kind of sex. It's, it's, 
It's, oh. it's a cool tune. It's got great riffing, great solos. I'm a I'm a huge fan. I got, I, I love Hearts for Sale. <laughs> dirty, dirty, naughty song. Blinded by Love, Lee. What you uh, got? Oh well, this is a like a better version of Memory Motel, but somehow I think it would have been better in an acoustic guitar country style with Willie Nelson singing it. Mix sounds here like he's trying to hard he's trying too hard to sing somebody else's song, and that's that's the impression that I get. Like he doesn't quite. He sounds like. He was giving given cue cards on melody and and songs instead of n words instead of just singing what he thought of. That's just it sounds a little forced the way he sings it. So I would have liked to hear if instead of the keyboards they had a acoustic like like old time like tumbling tumbleweeds from the highwaymen or whatever it was and, and having a Willie Nelson singing it. That's no, me. you know what? Uh, yeah. Um, I actually half-ass agree with you. Um, I think, first of all, it's a beautiful intro. Um, but, yeah, just like you, I'm not a fan of how Mick sings this song. Um, but it does have a country feel. And it's obviously a song about trust issues with women. Um, if you listen to all three verses, or you know, pay attention to the lyrics of all three verses, every verse tells the story of different you know, men in history, famous men in history, that lost everything because of a woman. I don't love it. I don't hate it. I, I mean, I, I dig the message. I see what he's saying. This guy is a conflicted motherfucker on this album. I don't know what's going on. Finn, what do you think? Uh, first of all, I was like, what the hell when I heard this? I literally had no comment other than I was thinking in my head, do any one of you guys have a margarita? Because... I listen to this song and for some strange reason I hear a small little reference of Margaritaville. And I'm sitting here yeah. and, I, and, I, and I agree with you guys. It literally feels like I, I didn't go the far as far as see who lyrically wrote this or if there's Rolling Stones covered even covered this. This doesn't sound like the Stones to me. And I have to agree with Lee and you, Bushy. It sounds like he's literally being forced to see this song it just doesn't seem like it's him it doesn't feel like it's coming from his soul like his other songs like i don't know it's just a, a very weird song for me um like i said i literally when i heard it i was like margaritaville <laughs> i was like something out of margarita yeah but but no it's a great song i mean it does have that country feel and it also has like that little margarita feel and like i said i don't know what, what went wrong here this song does not belong on this fucking album, dude. Like, it literally doesn't. It doesn't fit. But maybe that's why it's in there, is because well, it doesn't fit. I can fit. say this, uh, and, and Lee Gerstmann <laughs> knows, Mr. Lee, because I know that uh, I had him review uh, uh, Goat's Head Soup after I reviewed Goat's Head Soup. <laughs> and then, oddly enough, about three weeks later, a podcast uh, had reviewed Goat's Head Soup. Lee this is not the first time that uh, uh, the Rolling Stones have had a country feel. I remember you specifically saying, I don't want Waylon Jennings mixed in with my Rolling Stones. <laughs> yeah, but um, that's that's why Willie needs to 
do it on its own without them. <laughs> but, but, yeah, um, it would take you to remember what I say on my reviews. I do so many of them and pump them out, I forget what I say ten seconds after I nice, say it. Nice, nice. Yeah, I know how that feels. So, you know what we do is we pick this needle up, we uh, flip this bitch over, and Lee, you take that first track. Alright, yeah, well, um, Rockin' yes, Hard sir. Place, this is a great example of the sound the Stones had then. Not an old-fashioned sound or retro, but up-to-date. Most of their up-to-date stuff fell short and sounded like bad outtakes from Dirty Work. But this kicks ass, and not an ass of marshmallow, an ass of concrete. <laughs> marshmallows? <laughs> what you got, Sid? <laughs> I, I got nothing to compare with fucking marshmallows. <laughs> right, I, I got nothing to compare marshmallows with neither other than s'mores, but uh, I, I just love it. This has a rock funk feeling, and like Lee said, man, at the time in the late 80s, man, it, it had that feel, man, of like what the music was doing there. You know, you had a little bit of hair metal, you had hard rock that, you know, hard rock was getting ready to take over the hair metal thing, hair metal was gone, but. Millie Vanilli was right at the time of the okay. Yeah, I, I loved it. I simply dug this tune for the the fuck rips on here. Great vocals by Mick, man. It, he's just he, he's got his soul up in, in, into this one for sure. Oh, man. hell so, yeah! yeah you know what? I can't disagree with you, Sam. Uh, this was the second single off the album. Um, I love how he hit that drum opening. This, and then the whole band kicks in. This song's right. very political. Uh, and the first verse is kind of the Greenpeace thing, which is um, what everybody was doing. Fuck, White Lion did it with uh, Little Fighter. It was kind of the cool thing to do by musicians back in the day. They're talking about pollution and overpopulation and starvation. His second verse is talking about how wars kill innocent people. While at the same time, everyone seems to you know only care about human rights. And basically says if... Uh, Things don't change. We're all going down together, man. This this ship's gonna sink. We're all down. And oddly enough, based on my political views, this song is my second favorite song on the goddamn album. I think it's absolutely brilliant. Then we uh we move into uh the eighth track or the second track on the second side can't be seen. And all I can say about this is um. Oh yes, the song about him banging a married chick and how they'll both be killed if they're caught. I think the song, the song by Keith Richards is good stuff, but I really don't have a lot to say. I don't think it's anything that stands out. I can listen to it, I can skip it, I really don't care. Brother Lee, what do you have? Well, this would have been a decent Keith Richards solo song. It sounds more just him than him and yeah. the Stones. But, but please, if I was the producer, I'd shell out $100 from my pants pocket and pay anyone standing outside on the street corner the same. He sounds like someone who's just been asked to give someone their $10,000 back and he's going, ah, ah. <laughs> That's awesome. 
I actually agree with you, Lee. Uh, Sid, what do you got? Uh, I, don't, I don't got nothing. I, I knew it wasn't Nick singing. I was like, damn, this is Keith Richards. I was like, thank goodness they got Mick Jagger as the front, uh, as the front man because I'm looking here like... I, I couldn't get into this, dude. I mean, it, it did have a 70s beat, but man, like, let me see. What was the other song that had the 70s beat that I was sitting there complimenting the hell of? Uh, 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 terrifying. Terrifying was way better, man, done by Mick, dude. I mean, versus this? It has, like, that same sound feel, but, man, it's just, I, I couldn't get into it, dude. It was just like, oh, I felt dirty after I heard it. I was just like, oh, that's definitely skippable, dude. Definitely skippable. Not not one of my favorite oh, songs. Oh, I feel ya, I feel ya. We move away to number nine, Almost Curious Size Sin. What do you think about this one? Hmm. <laughs> All I could think about was my pillow, dude. Damn. <laughs> I mean, I, I kid you not. It's a great tune. It's a great tune. But when, when I heard, when I was doing the review, it was late at night. It was probably like 1.40 in the morning. And I'm sitting out on my bed. I'm listening to the Stones. I'm sitting up, man. And I just heard this song, and I just felt back, dude. And it, it wasn't like felt back like, oh, my God, it sucks. It's, man, very peaceful Stones-like, dude. I never heard this side of the Stones, dude. It literally just, like, I got oh. comfortable, like, just laid back, I was like, pillow time, not like said, oh, no, pillow time, this fucking sucks, I'm going to sleep, it's chill, bro, I like this. You need like to listen to, uh, as tears go by. Yeah, I, I love this song, man, Lee, what do you think, man? Well, this sounds like something I would write, so you know that I would like it. It's like an updated and confident version of something from Black and Blue. That's all you got. What the fuck? <laughs> well, okay. I didn't really like Black and Blue because it was it was like they kept turning over their shoelaces. This is like they were walking steady and their shoelaces. Yeah, were yeah, yeah. And if it did fucking come untied, they saw it and was able to step over it. This was actually the uh, third single, and this song is just heartbreaking to me. It's it, it's about the, it's about to be dumped. By a calm, cool, yet crazily cold-eyed woman. I love the whole vibe of this song. It's a decent tune. I dig it. Especially that acoustic guitar solo is beautiful. I think it's absolutely amazing. Then we move on to... I can't wait to hear what you guys say about this. Continental Drift, Mr. Lee Gerson. What do you think of this song? Okay, this is a weird one. It's like if Overhaza got together with Michael Hasslinger and they did something and Mick found the tape, erased her voice, put his on and presented it to the Stones while they were too doped up on acid to get up and throw the tape out the window. With that being said, it's it's interesting. Not interesting as in, oh, I like it, it's interesting. More like, you come home, your closet door is open, your favorite jacket is missing, and a few days later, you see a guy you never saw before wearing your jacket, and when he sees you, he runs away. It's interesting in that way. Weird interesting. Mick probably did this on his own, and somehow was able to get it on the album. Yeah, I don't think Mick was sucking dick for this one. What do you got, Sam? What do you think of this song? 
Man, this wow. I, it's weird. It's it's such out there I literally couldn't get into it. I was trying to like read up on lyrics. I don't know, it's just wow man, it it, it it creeps me out. I mean I don't even know what the song's about. Yeah, it's a thousand I've never heard before. Uh, I, I dig it because the I don't know, it's just it's fucking different. I mean, when I'm turning on to something different, I, I like it. You know, I give it a shot, but I, when I listen to it again, um, depends how many beers you got for me to drink, dude. <laughs> oh yeah, Continental Drift. It, it it definitely has an Eastern feel, uh, m- more particularly uh, Middle Eastern feel. It is like you guys both said. It's very weird. Nick even sings these lyrics in an Arab format or style. You, you, you feel like he's calling for prayer. And speaking of lyrics, they aren't very deep. <laughs> but, you know, but, but I get it. Love just hits you. Bam. Oh, you know what? Next fucking song. Break the spell. I don't understand this song at all. And it's not just those weird lyrics. But for me, even the music is fucking weird. It reminds me of some of Zeppelin's stuff, you know, their later stuff, but strange. I actually don't don't dig that tune at all. And yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Lee, what do you think about Break the Spell? Well, it's bluesy, but it somehow has that Ray Parker Jr. Ghostbusters or Kenny Loggins Footloose vibe to it. But I do like it. But yeah, it's, it's like a blues song, but all of a sudden, you got that keyboard, you got that sweatband, you got Olivia Newton-John singing, let's get physical, and then you realize it kind of got weird. How the fuck did you hear Footloose, Ghostbusters, Olivia Newton-John, where the hell songs that I listen to? Well, well listen, let me... Break the spell. Da, 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 we're gonna break the spell. Oh, okay, yeah, that's definitely physical. That's fun. Let me hear you fun Fun Yeah. I mean, it, it, I mean, kind of. I mean, um, I also thought of Prince's Delirious, but I didn't hey, want to Hey, hey, let's that, not mess with Prince. Did you listen to it? <laughs> But, but yeah, but but the song Delirious by Prince, just that 80s cool vibe. I mean, it sounded cool, but it sounded with that keyboard yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally get that. That's how I thought. Oh, God, that's funny. That's the best review of a song I have heard ever. Ever. <laughs> Doesn't mean you agree with it, but it just means it's so weird that yes, you it's so it. out there. It's awesome. Sid, what do you think of Break the Spell? Uh, brother, Break the Spell, dude. Do you guys remember the movie Short Circuit with that little talking robot Johnny Five? I never saw the whole thing, but yes. Yeah, it has little those little chase scenes in the movie. That reminds me of this, dude. Like that made one of those robotic sci-fi movies from the eighties, dude. And and like Lee said, it has that catchy Ray Parker Jr. Ghostbusters theme to it with the the little beat. Like, what the hell is this shit, dude? I think, honestly, the Rolling Stones, dude, needed a filler fucking song. They signed to do a 12-track album, dude, and we're fucking stuck. And we're like, hey, we don't know what the fuck to write. 
And this song just got in there from one of their other past albums, dude. That, it, it just doesn't fit, dude. I don't know, it's weird. It's weird. I couldn't get into it. You know, so... You're I totally agree. <laughs> then we come to the final track on this album. Uh, Slipping Away. This is a Keith Richards song again. He sings lead vocals on this. A ballad. Uh... Now, before I get into the fact that it's a ballad, I just want to say I don't like where it fits on the album. Uh, that stupid break the spell or even Continental Drift would have made more sense to end the album. It, you know, it's not a bad song. It just suffers from poor placement. I actually enjoy it. I enjoy the lyrics. I enjoy the music. I think it's very well written. I just think you never, 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 never close a record with a ballad unless you're Peter Paul and fucking Mary and who cares about them anymore now it, it's a good song I think it just suffers from poor placement if it was earlier in the record it would be a standout track Mr. Lee oh well I really like yeah. this song it's one of Keith, Keith's best mellower tunes and he's trying his hardest not to sing awful and he almost manages it at times. But he really should have had Bonnie Raitt sing on it. Oh, nice. Bonnie Raitt. I didn't think about that. Well played. Well played. Yep. That's why you got me on here, to give you the <laughs> Oh, I love the angle if I get that from Lee. <laughs> what do you think, oh, Sam? <laughs> You're you um, the ego from Lee too, ain't you? <laughs> no, no, hell no. Dude. Um, I, I like Let this. Let go my angle. <laughs> this, this to me was different. I don't know if a lot of people know. I'm I'm a huge Bob Seger fan. Uh, Bob Seger is my dad's favorite. Every time I hear Bob sing, dude, it brings me to my dad. My dad's second favorite band all time was Rolling Stones. This here, you know, by Keith Richards, he is massively trying his best because we all know he doesn't sound like this. But this has like almost a Bob Seger. I forgot like uh, I forgot what song was. I don't know offhand, but one of Bob Seger's mellow tone songs. It has that same feel to it, so I guess I can relate to it, and I like it for that reason because it's it's not the Rolling Stones fade in black, you know, paint in black, or you know, or like any of their other classic songs that they had back in the days. Like Satisfaction, Start Me Up, Give Me Shelter, Simply for the Devil. That's what I grew up on because my dad watching it on movies, playing it on the record player, and it was radio friendly. Just definitely different, man. I loved it by far, man. I thought it was fantastic. Nice. What do you got, Bushy? Nice. Did I already give my review of this song? I did, yeah. That's why yeah. I said, what do you got? Because you're the MC, fool. <laughs> Yep, that, I, I think it would conclude that review because that's last song, isn't I it? I think you're absolutely yep. right. You're absolutely right. I want to thank our special guest, Lee, for hanging out with us today. Oh, well, thank you because I used to listen to this album a lot and then I haven't heard it in a long time. But, so thank you for getting me reacquainted oh, with it. Again. You know, and I'll, I'm actually the same way because um, I haven't listened to it in years and just on a whim. I want to say it was literally two weeks ago because last week I, I told these guys this is what we were going to do. I didn't even ask them. I just told them this is what we're going to do Be- because I yeah. just, I heard it again. I was like, holy shit! 
I just enjoyed the album so much. Thanks to Lee for being here. Um, fuck you, uh, uh, Mountain Man, for you know freaking flying on me again. Now, uh, one of the things I'd like to do, and, and, and that's a joke, of course. Uh, uh, maybe not. Uh, <laughs> one of the things I'd like to do before we get out of here is uh, I'd like to give you a chance to promote something, anything, whatever you want to promote that other people can get into, give a chance to promote. So, Lee, what would you like to promote this week? Oh, all right. Well, if you want to check out my WordPress, which has some of my stories on it, just um, put my name, L-E-E-G-E-R-S-T-M-A-N-N dot WordPress dot com and that's that's um you know my wordpress thing with some of my stories but if you're talking about music i i think that if you're into somewhat obscure 70s hard rock try listening to an album by a group called tucky buzzard and the album is called warm slash and it's it's pretty good if if you see them on the cover you know they mean business but you know that with a name like Tucky Buzzard they're they're not going to they're not going to want to thrill you they're going to be like a crabby oh, apple which i Allison. like which which i like better than you but this is not quite like that this is more like 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 if the Black Crows were transported back into the Nice. Sun. So what you're saying is check out kind, Lee kind Gersman of. at WordPress.com so you can read his material. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Yes. Heavy Appleton. What did you say, Turkey Buzzards? What the fuck was that called? No, Tucky Buzzard. I'll I'll give you the I'll give you the link to the. If I give you some links to some stuff, will you actually hear it? Because I, I think that every time I've given you links after I've given you Krabby Appleton, you've been afraid of trying to listen I to him. And, and I want to get you past that. I, I want to get you past it. Because, because not everything that I would give you would be a suck thing. Not that I tried to do that. That was just, you know. You you like John Denver and the Muppets, so you know um, um touche on that. Well played, so, Mr. Gersman, let's, sir. Let's consider let's consider let's consider it let's consider it one or two small little things that we might disagree on, but we probably agree on most. Alright? Oh my god, that's Thanks. funny, you're awesome. Fucking tucky buzzards, not turkey buzzards. Which actually makes more sense to me. <laughs> well, there is a group called Fuzzy Duck, which are good too. <laughs> oh they actually, they actually, That's fucking crazy, dude. They actually did a cover version of a fucking Fuzzy Duck. Wait a second. I'm, 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 Whoa, I'm, just stop talking. I, Fuzzy Duck. Play the cover of a Tucky Buzzard song. Is that what you just told me? But <laughs> yes, but they're heavy rock. <laughs> so yeah, it's it, it's too it's too weird. Oh to my god! Up. There's no way you can make that up. If you make that up, you are in the wrong field. Oh my god! That's awesome. Oh Jesus! Oh Lee Gersman at WordPress.com. Um, uh, Tucky Buzzard, and then obviously find the Tucky Buzzard cover by Funky Duck or whatever the fuck that was. <laughs> Fuzzy, oh, Fuzzy Duck. 
fuzzy duck. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, Sid, help me out. What are you promoting this week? I'll promote some, but I, I want to give first uh, a special shout out, first of all, to Lee Gertzman for coming out today and doing this podcast with us but i heard such great things about you i kept telling she i was like i cannot wait till monday to work with lee i would say he is a podcast icon i've heard such great things about you brother and i i me personally i'm the guy that created the idea but she's kind of like our mc i would love to have you back anytime you want to come back brother rather we're doing an album yeah whether we're doing the album review or not i mean we're doing sports or current events well, I, I just want to know your input i enjoyed spending a great conversation with you today oh, brother. Yeah. thank you um sure. well thank you yeah be sure to check out my show at that station.com to do the dj sato night shift guys from 1 a.m to 5 uh 5 a.m uh, eastern standard time 5 a.m eastern standard time every saturday and sunday morning It'd be a okay. Sunday morning cartoon. Woo-hoo. That's all I got. Right, guys, I want to uh, get my guts in order because that was the funniest thing I've heard in a long time. Right. I'm, I'm still trying to get my guts set. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Let me start laughing, dude. Don't forget. Yeah, I, I can't wait to listen up. back to this. Holy cow. I'm not going to take anything <laughs> out. I'm right. fucked that. I'm not editing anything out. This is brilliant. All um, right. This is I want to promote this guy. He was actually on Tosh.0 the other day. Uh, he's a guy I watch on YouTube. He's severely handicapped, but he's severely hilarious. Uh, his name is Ricky Berwick. I actually discovered him on uh, 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 Twitter, but uh, he's got a YouTube page. This guy is funny. He's very, very disturbing. His videos tend to be anywhere between 12 seconds and like 40 seconds. It's absolute genius. Like I said, he just appeared on Tosh.0 this past week. Brand new episode. So if you guys are friends of Daniel Tosh, you may have seen him. Great guy. I think it's a, 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 a great YouTube video, uh, uh, YouTube channel to subscribe to. And if you're on the Twitter, it's at Ricky Berwick. Hey guy, I, I don't know if it's um muscular dystrophy or multiple sclerosis. He's obviously handicapped, but... He's, like Daniel Tosh said, he's one of these handicapped people that pisses you off because he's upbeat and happy about it. He doesn't care. Hits him and check him out. Now, <laughs> Lee, I want to say absolutely thank you for being here. Uh, I knew you wouldn't Holy disappoint man. and you oh. gave it to me, brother. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Uh, I'd I, I, I like to give uh, it Absolutely. I'll take it, sweetheart. <laughs> But no, absolutely. As uh, as Mr. Sin said, he did decide to put this together with uh, our cohort that's never here, fucking Mountain Man, and myself. Uh, so I, I appreciate you coming on, and absolutely, you're welcome back anytime. Um, now, the way I like to end this show, because you probably <laughs> never listened to this show before. <laughs> <laughs> is I'd like to give you a chance to give out a final word, a final thought. What would you like to say to those the listeners? Okay, I would have to say that most millennials out there are afraid of listening to stuff that's before their age, before the year that they were born, which was 2010. So 
I, I would have to say that your best bet is don't freak out. Go to YouTube. Put in the search engine 1970s rock album full out and maybe put in the year either 71, 72, 73, or 74. Stay at that early level. Don't go beyond because once you get into 75, you'll accidentally put in 95. You don't want to do that. Get into early 70s music. If you see a video that says Appleton, skip the name it, skip of the album, no, uh, well, alright, I'll let you have that, but if you see an album you have not heard of, play it! Don't say, oh, I don't know what this is, and skip it. The reason why you're there is to hear it. So, get your education. Don't be one of those who's like, I haven't heard of this stuff. Be one of those who is, I am going to hear this stuff. That's how you become as knowledgeable as you can get. And if you can stomach it, and if you can like it, then you're better than most. Outstanding. That's all I gotta say. You know what? You know what I heard? I, I don't know what that old, uh, what that old show was in the 60s or 70s. But I know that they would say to the uh, audience, don't be a don't be, do a, uh, be a doobie. That was um, Romper Room, and, and it was don't be a sidebar player, doobie. Or like, that was my nickname. They, they called me doobie as a kid. In fact, my sister said that she was embarrassed when she called me um, doobie, doobie, because she said people thought she was that people drugs. That's awesome. <laughs> but, but but no, I, I, I was named Doobie, and then my, my, my brother Steve called me Doober, you know, and so and so that was my nickname, and so, not that you'll see anyone call me Doobie, but if you do, they'd probably be someone oh, I knew no, when I was Oh no, motherfucker, six. I've called you Doobie from now on. <laughs> oh, I'd like it. I would give you a privilege of it. That would be good. You'd be my good oh, brother God, and friend then. Oh, God, that's so funny. You knew that it was Romper Room. I forgot it was Romper Room. Sid, last words. I had the, I had the album. Oh, Lord. I had the album. <laughs> the, I, I just want to say, the way Lee just sat there and said that about the music thing, I think when I'm done with this podcast, I'm going to do that. I'm going to Google maybe some bands from the 70s and, and literally do that. Try to find a 70s band I've never heard that's been popularized. Basically, like, try to find one of those one-hit wonders and listen yeah. to what was going on back in the 70s, man. Um, another thing, uh, Bushy, we're going to have to find a way to alter the Scooby-Doo uh, Scooby song and just be like, do we do we do and use that as Lee's, as, as Lee's oh, intro. Oh, to find a guy with a list? Yes, sir. Is that hard that's going to be? <laughs> yeah, dooby dooby doo. Where are you? That, that'd be awesome. But, you know, um, I just want to say, you know, I, I'm, like I said, I'm tired of watching, like I said, TV violence and stuff like that. It's got to stop. I mean, I know I sound like a hippie every week saying, hey, stop the hate, stop the violence. But seriously, stop fighting with one another. Life's too short, you know. Our higher power doesn't grant tomorrow. Enjoy every day like it's your last, and 
keep supporting netmetalstation.com. Until next time. Outstanding. Outstanding. And you know what? Mr. Lee and Mr. Sin have said everything that I would have wanted to say. So all I'm going to say is, motherfuckers, five vinyl. We will see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks to Lee. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. like we've just begun when suddenly we're through goodbye goodbye good friends goodbye cause now it's time to go but hey i say well that's okay cause we'll see you very soon i know very soon i know is this shit. This is how we say goodbye on the plug. See you next week.